Leap of Fate podcast fans. Welcome to this week's episode with yours truly, Randy Silver. And I can say, Happy New Year! I hope everybody had a great New Year. This is the first episode of 2022 on Leap of Fate. So excited to be here with you. This is a continuation of last week's episode. Last week, we talked about goal setting in 2022. We gave very tangible steps about how you can make realistic goals over the course of a year, break them into smaller sizes, and how you have the intrinsic value of wanting to motivate yourself for those goals and also areas to focus those goals, such as education, finance, family, things like that. So this week, we're going to continue on that and we're going to talk about 10 rules of emotional intelligence that will help you get your emotions working for you instead of against you. So what does that mean? We're going to talk about key rules that a lot of famous, a lot of successful people use in their daily life to help with their emotions and coping with it. As we know, emotions can definitely get in the way of a lot of things in our life. They can have super big highs, super big lows. And how many of you said that they're, oh, shucks, you know, my emotions got in the way of me thinking better. Ah, my emotions just got the best of me. I didn't make the right decision. So we want to talk about today how you can control your emotions in 2022 and beyond to work for you, not against you. As always, before we get into it, Leap of Faith fans, thank you so much for supporting me all throughout the years. As we move into 2022, I'm so excited to stay connected. Please follow Randy Silver 9 which is me, or Leap of Faith Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Please like and subscribe on YouTube at Leap of Faith. Instagram, excuse me, Spotify, Apple, all streaming sites at Leap of Faith. Thank you so much. I can't wait for what we have in store. Great week. Thank you for all the reach outs. The everything you do. That's all I got to say. So let's get into it. Let's go over it again. So we're going to talk about the 10 rules of emotional intelligence that will help you make smart decisions and your emotions working for you, not against you. Number one, it's called the 25-5 rule. And this is something that Warren Buffett has talked about in his career as well. What he says is, you should make a list of your top 25 career goals and then circle the top five. So make a list of your top 25 career goals and then circle the top five. To remain focused on accomplishing those one through five, you're going to get rid of the rest of the goals. So you're going to make a list of 25 goals, circle the top five, and those are the only five that you're going to focus on. That will allow you to not be distracted by all these other goals that aren't the top importance for you. So you won't prevent yourself from making progress on those top five goals by focusing on these other 20 that you've already told yourself aren't as important as the top 25. Success means you'll have to say no to people. Success means you'll have to say no to other priorities in your life. Success means you'll have to make sacrifices. So if you want to reach those top five goals, which you just told yourself are your biggest goals, then you need to sacrifice those other 20 goals to reach those top 20, excuse me, those top five goals. And you know what? Those smaller goals may play into the overall top five goals you talked about. So there could be some crossover, but focus on those top five goals. So that is the 25-5 rule, number one. Number two, writing in reverse. This is very, very simple. Reverse the role of what you're doing. For example, if you're sending an email 
if you're writing a report, if you're creating an assignment, if you're talking to somebody, what's the role of that audience and how are they going to receive what you're saying? If you're writing an email very hastily, if you got something towards uh, given to you and you're writing an angry email back, is that going to help the situation or is it going to make it only worse? How are you going to have whatever you're writing, whatever you're creating received? If it's going to be received poorly, then it's not going to help you move forward in the situation. If it's going to be received positively, then we're making progress. So, you know, how many of us, hands up, I've done it, received an email, received a text, anything's happened to you in your personal life, and then you wrote something out and you're like, ugh. You know what? Take a moment. How's that going to be received? Whenever I have that type of feeling in myself, I always write it, give myself five minutes before I send it, come back to it, and I'm like, did I really like what I put? Is this going to be received well? So this is something that I use in my daily life. Another way to look at it is, are you writing from too much emotion? Is it not just straight facts? Is it too much? Are you writing sentences on sentences, paragraphs, when you could get your point down in much simpler, clearer, so that way it's more concise? Are you putting things in there that aren't specific to what is needed in the the situation? So your overall thoughts, your overall message is getting lost. So by writing in reverse, you're going to be emotionally intelligent because it's going to help you understand how people are going to receive what you're saying. And also it's going to see your empathy for how other people are going to receive it. Sometimes it's important to take the high road to move forward. And that's something that I know a lot of us uh, work on daily. So number two, writing in reverse. Number three, the golden question. The golden question is actually five questions in one. So I apologize about that. But when you need to make a decision, but you feel your emotions are taking over, ask yourself, how do I feel about this in one day, one week, one month, one year, five years? So let's restate that. The golden question, if you're making a decision and you feel like your emotions are taking over, how will you feel about your decision in one day, one week, one month, one year, five years. This question will help you understand, is it a short-term answer? Is it a short-term solution? Or is this something that I feel is a long-term, long answer? And this definitely plays a part into goal setting we talked about last week, where if you have a goal for 2022, how do I break those goals up into bite size? How am I gonna feel about the goal I'm setting one year from now, six months from now, three months from now? three weeks from now, three days from now. If you're gonna feel the same way, great. Let's go after that goal. We're gonna go ahead and achieve it. If you don't feel that way, then you know what? We gotta take a step back. Is this something that is a good decision for me? Am I coming from the right spot? This question is extremely helpful because it's forcing you to see the future and you'll hack your brain and change your process. You won't be thinking from emotions moving forward. You'll be thinking from the logic part of your brain. So number three, the golden question, how I feel about this in one day, one week, one month, one year, five years from now. Number four, five minute rule. You ever have a huge task sitting in front of you and instead of working on it, you sit around, go on YouTube, scroll on Instagram, scroll on TikTok, and then time has gone by, 10 minutes, one hour and you're like, holy smokes, what just happened? I never even started that. Well, we do it, I've done it many times. And the reason is, 
you feel overwhelmed with that thought of completing the task. So you're avoiding it at all costs. For example, I got camera one here. I got camera two here, camera three. So if you're listening to audio, I got three different cameras for this. Um, find it on YouTube, Leap of Fate Pod. And I get stress, anxiety, overwhelmed and think about, oh my God, this is gonna be so much editing. How do I connect all three videos and making sure I'm looking at the right camera with the audio at the right time? So then I go on Instagram when I'm supposed to edit or I'm gonna go hang out with friends and I put it off and put it off because I'm overwhelmed and I just don't wanna to get to the editing because I know how much work it's gonna be. So take that to your life. What have you done in your life where you feel like it's so much work? Oh, I don't wanna make that call, it's gonna be a rough conversation. Oh, I don't wanna go speak to that person because I know it's not gonna be a good outcome. So then you just go about and you do something else to try to overcome it. So give yourself the five minute rule. Make a deal with yourself to work on that task for just five minutes. If you wanna quit after that, no problem. But by giving yourself the five minute rule, you'll be like, oh, you know what? That task actually isn't that bad. Ooh, you know what? I actually can finish this super quickly. Ooh, you know what? Actually, it wasn't that bad of a conversation. I'm glad that we had that. So you tricked your brain into making this large task into a very small, minute five-minute task. And then you'll go work longer and longer and longer and you'll finish that task. So rule number four is the five-minute rule. Rule number five, the rule of clocking out. If you're anything like me, Work is a priority. I am on call all the time, especially a lot of people nowadays, we have all these ways to connect. You got Slack, you got uh, WebEx Teams, you got Asana, you got Zoom, you got WebEx. You have all these communication tools. So it feels like you're working 24, 7, 365, and you can never turn off. I'm in the middle of sales last week of the quarter, Last, I was having the message someone in Europe helping with a deal. I was in bed at 11 o'clock at night on a Thursday, emailing that person, texting that person, trying to get the correct answers and help with it because I need that deal to come through for my quota. But like, that's not clocking out. That's not healthy for me personally, mentally, to be sitting in bed when I'm trying to go to bed, having to answer these questions and help with these questions because one, I'm not gonna be able to go to sleep because I'm looking at my phone and the lights can keep me up longer. And two, I'm stressing out in the middle of bed when I should be re resting and relaxing. So how do I balance family, life importance, work, and mental health? So you need to clock out. Set working times every day. And this is something, rule number five, the rule of clocking out, I need to get better at. I am not good at this rule. I'm on all the time. When I'm not working at uh, Oyster, I'm doing podcast stuff, and putting videos on YouTube, getting things uploaded to Buzzsprout, getting the videos, everything in the Instagram, TikTok. So I am terrible at this rule. I'm on 24 7, 365. And my friends know this too. And they tell me, Randy, you got to chill and just relax. But like, I'm just wired to be going and going and going. And it doesn't work for my mental health. And I need to get better at this. And I own that, that I need to set time when I clock in and clock out. It's important because then you'll keep yourself healthy and feeling better. Employees will understand ideally that, hey, Randy's clocked out for the day. Your co coworkers will understand, hey, Randy's clocked out for the day and they can wait till tomorrow and you'll find a good balance. You'll be happy in your life and you'll move forward. So the rule number five, the rule of clocking out. Rule number six, the rule of writing. Have you ever had a question for a colleague, but when you ask it, they simply can't follow it? As you try to explain it, you realize, uh, uh, this actually doesn't make sense. 
<laughs> like, what am I talking about? And again, that happens. And again, that happens. And you're sitting there like, what the heck? Like, why does no one get my idea? Like, why can't I articulate my idea well? And after experiencing this enough times, uh, this is where you'll start to use the rule of writing, rule number six. If you want to clarify your thinking, write it down. That will help you understand how to articulate it because you're communicating on a piece of paper. And then you'll be able to reread it and you'll be like, oh, you know what? That's actually doesn't make sense. Oh, you know what? I forgot about this part, which is key to people understanding this. You may get it because you understand the context, but if you just say it to someone without the context behind it, they're not going to get it. So when you write it down and you don't you people don't see that context and you don't see it on the paper, you'll make sure to understand that that context needs to be added. So it will help clear your thinking because you'll understand someone else's point of view, which goes back up to the point earlier. Two, it'll improve your memory because you'll make sure you're not forgetting any parts of it. And three, you'll be able to communicate it better. So this also goes back to last week we talked about writing down your goals. That'll help you understand day over day, setting up the goals you want to have and day over day being able to achieve those goals and seeing them daily. So the rule of writing helps in so many variations. Number six, the rule of writing. Number seven, the five-step rule against procrastination. So we talked about rule number five. Hey, I don't want to start, give yourself five minutes to do that task. But what if you're full procrastinating procrastination mode what can you do here ask yourself these questions number one acknowledge the need to change so if you understand that you're a procrastinator if you understand that you're late turning in homework assignments if you understand that you're late turning in assignments your work projects whatever it may be you need to acknowledge it the first rule of change we talked about this in so many podcasts is you have to acknowledge the change what is bad by me procrastinating my work is late it's, it's holding other people up from doing their job i'm not getting good grades whatever that may be Identify why you're procrastinating. Maybe you have anxiety from doing the assignment. Maybe you have stress. Maybe you don't understand what you need to do. Maybe there's other things going on in your life. So once you identify why you're procrastinating, then you can start to fix what the procrastination reasons are. And you'll be able to get those out of the way so you can move forward. So then that will be help helping you work on that. So maybe you can get, hey, I need to set time aside for me to be able to work because I don't have time later in the week when I thought I would. This will allow you to not procrastinate and push things back. And overall, in general as well, is if you know you're a procrastinator, you just got to set time earlier. There's nothing around it. If you know that, hey, I'm a person that's going to do it late, then you need to start that project earlier. So if you have a homework assignment, start that five days before instead of two days before. If you have an essay you need to write, start that three weeks before, before besides for the week before. If you have big projects at work do. If you want to go to the gym, how you how can you start what you need to do? Oh, I never made it to the gym because I had work to do. Great. Then maybe you have to go to the gym before work. So that way you're not tired after work. So you need to work on stuff earlier. And then also put it on the calendar. So you're setting yourself time on the calendar to be able to do it. So that way you're blocking off time. You'll put yourself as an out of office if you need to, whatever it may be. So you can work on that project on, it's, it's on your calendar so people know it's going to be there and you are not going to feel like you have to put it to the side. And then, of course, the five-minute rule, as we talked about. By be, putting the five-minute rule in there, hey, I'm going to work on this for five minutes. Great. And then maybe I can work on another five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, and it adds up. Or you'll just keep working on it after five minutes because you realize it's not that bad. So for number seven, the five-step rule against procrastination, understand you procrastinator and look at the steps of how you can overcome it. Number eight, the three question rule. What are the three questions you can ask yourself before you move forward? Does this need to be said? Does this need to be said by me? 
And this is said by me now. How many of you have been in a conversation with someone and it just turns sour super quickly? How many times have you run an email and then the email response back was super negative and something happened? How many times has this something gone haywire and you're like, what the heck just happened? It was so good and everything just turned out of nowhere. So by asking yourself these three questions, does it need to be said? You're going to stop controversy from happening or questioning things that don't need to be questioned. Two, are you the right person to say it? Are you injecting yourself into a conversation? Are you injecting yourself into a situation that isn't really something that is relevant to you? And if that answer is yes, you need to say it. Is this the right time to say it? Do I need to say it now? Could it be hold off for later in the evening? Could it be hold off for another week? Of course, there are exceptions here, very important information, things that need to be said in the moment. But if you can get away from having to say stuff that is limiting you, making things happen, then you'll be able to achieve what you want moving forward. This is a very simple rule, but hard to put in practice because people want to obviously um, inject what they're thinking, inject what they're uh, feeling, and that could derail everything moving forward, or it could put other stuff on top of you that you know what, you didn't realize you had to do now. And because of that, you're not gonna be able to finish what you wanna finish. So rule number eight, as we just talked about, is the three question rule. Rule number nine, the rule of reappraisal. Whenever you feel unproductive, stuck in a rut, afraid of what's moving forward, anxiety, stress, whatever that may be, don't look bored, look back. Hey. Randy, we talked about last week, I want to lose 20 pounds. I'm at 10 pounds. I haven't lost a pound in, you know, two, four weeks. Like, what the heck? Why did I stagnate? Well, don't look at it that way. Look at it. I've already lost 10 pounds. I'm going to keep going because I'm going to lose another 10. Hey, Randy, I'm trying to lose $24,000 in debt. I'm trying to get rid of the $24,000 debt I have. Yeah, I'm at 12000 12000 more, but it just went back up to 13000 So now I gained 1000 I had to make a purchase. Well, Great, you're still eleven thousand. Excuse me, you're still nine thousand dollars less than you were when you started the year. So you see how you're changing your mindset. You're taking something from a negative to a positive spin. So when you feel anxiety, when you feel stress, when you feel like something's not working your way, think about how far you've come to achieve that. So that way you're able to see this progress you made, when they'll help you motivate yourself to continue to move forward. So shift your perspective, change that frustration to contentment and anxiety to appreciation which is rule number nine, the rule of reappraisal. Then lastly, rule number 10, last rule here, first things first. When you think about things you need to do in your life, what's the most pressing solution? And that's what you need to do first. Narrow your task list to one item, maybe two, no more than three, and then focus on what is most priority and start chipping away at it. If you have a laundry list of 10 items, you're going to feel stress, anxiety, where do I start? Oh, how long is it going to take me? I'm not going to finish this. My wife's going to be mad. My family's going to be mad. My man's going to be mad. So then let's break that down. What are the three most pressing at the mass, most things that you need to get done? And then of those three, start with the most pressing, finish that. Number two, let's take that away. Number three, boom, gone. Now you have seven left. So now we have three more. Great, so now we go through those three. And you start chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. And this is how you're not gonna feel the emotions of anxiety and stress, all that goes with it because you're making, again, this big grand thing, BHAGs we talked about last week, into bite-sized manageable things for you to do. So you can see how for number 10, 
first things first, you're able to use a lot of what we talked about last week and how do I create something that's a big goal, break it down, and you do it with first things first. So all these all together are how you can use emotional intelligence for you, not against you. So let's go through it one more time. What are the 10 rules of emotional intelligence that helps start making emotions work for you instead of against you? The 25-5 rule, so that way you're able to see your top goals, 25 goals, circle the top five, and make sure you understand what those five are, and then you do them. Writing reverse, so you understand how the audience is gonna receive what you're saying, what you're writing. The golden questions, how you're gonna feel about it in a day, a week, a month, a year, five years from now, so you understand you're not thinking um, emotionally from the moment now, you'll be able to look at it from the logical aspect. The five minute rule, which is gonna make sure that you can do small tasks quickly in those five minutes and you continue on when you feel anxiety or stress. You have the clocking out, so that way you're mentally not getting burnt out. You're going to clock out, and you're going to focus on other aspects of your life, so that way you're able to enjoy that, and then you come back to work, and you'll be more productive. The rule of writing, which is writing down what you need to get done, so that way you can see it to believe it. Number seven, the rule of procrastination. Understanding I'm a procrastinator and putting steps ahead to help yourself with that. Setting time on your calendar, starting tasks earlier, uh, acknowledging your procrastinator, things like that. The three question rule. So, does this need to be said? Does it said by me? Does it need to be said right now? And can you help diffuse situations by saying stuff at the right time, a better time? Do you help yourself not get tasks given to you because you're able to not bring yourself into conversations when they don't need to be brought in? The rule of appraisal when you, something feels daunting, when something feels like, uh oh, I have so much far to go. Look how far you've come to this point. So you're changing that mindset from being a frustration to contentment. You change that mindset from anxiety to appreciation. Then lastly, first things first. What's the first thing I need to get done on the list of 10? Let me get that out of the way. What's number two? Let me get that out of the way. What's number three? Get that out of the way. These are very, very, very important things in your life using your emotional intelligence for you, not against you. So being able to do all this all together, this will help you with last week setting the right goals for yourself in 2022, big goals, breaking down to mini goals, and how do I achieve those goals with specifics, and then how do I use myself, my rationale, my emotions to then achieve those goals, and how do I have the backing of the right people around me to get there. Hopefully this has helped you. Hopefully this helps moving forward and you achieve the goals in 2022. So thank you so much for listening this week. Hopefully you have enjoyed, again, the solo pods the past two weeks. We'll get back to some people coming on. But as we moved in 2022, I wanted to set parameters, leap of faith, as we always talk about here, overcoming adversity, teaching life lessons, helping you be better you. With these two weeks, helping you become a better you. Helping you become a better you. Helping you become a better you. My name is Randy Silver. This is the Leap of Faith pod. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Again, Please do like and subscribe on all channels. Please go to YouTube for all the different videos we have, vlog videos, how-to videos, all that goes with it. Please thank you so much for all the audio streams, all that goes with it. Please like and subscribe. My name, Randy Silver. We're going to do the sign-off only by me again. Stay healthy. Stay wealthy. And have a great week, fans. Great start to 2022. Deuces.